back to the ToeTap NFL podcast where we talk about anything and everything football. I'm your host, Nick Kashup, and with me here is my fellow podcaster, Caden Davies. What's up, guys, and welcome to our week four recap. You guys know the drill. We recap all 15 games because Steelers and Titans did not play this week because more Titans players got corona. Um, but yeah, so we're going to recap all 15 games and yeah. Let's get started. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to start? Sure. I'll go with the most exciting game of the week, the Bengals-Jaguars. Um, Bengals won 33-25. Joe Mixon, oh my gosh. 25 carries, 151 yards, two, three TDs total, two receiving – sorry, two running, one receiving. Would have never guessed that he had a chest injury last week. Um – Burrow had a good day. The offensive line really improved, had a really clean pocket to throw out of. Um, that really helped him execute. Um, Bengals kind of got to improve in crucial situations. They got away with it today. But there were four of 11 on third down and one for four in the red zone. Um, yeah. Jaguars, the only thing that went right was James Robinson and DJ Jark playing well. But, yeah. Yeah, some guy put a million dollars on this game. A million dollars on the Bengals. And he won five hundred grand, so take a million that. to win five oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh Joe Burrow is one of my favorite players now. Um he got the in one of the game balls after the game and he basically like he didn't say it directly, but he basically said, I played the Jags, it doesn't really matter. So as a rookie for him to say that, I that's great. Um, yeah, like you were talking about, Joe Mixon, uh, he played amazing, uh, you know, he was beating the Jags, he was his girlfriend, um, <laughs> yeah, and you're right, Minshew needs help, James Robinson and DJ Chark did play pretty well, but, um, if Minshew can manage to throw over 350 yards on that offense, just imagine what he'd be like with a team that needs a QB right now, like, I mean, well, the Jets, but they don't have a good offense either. I don't know. But Minshew can be really good in a different situation. That's true. Their defense is so much room for improvement. They lost players to injury. Well, I mean, this isn't their fault, but they lost players to injuries left and right. C.J. Henderson, Miles Jack, among tons of other players. Um, But nobody stepped up to contain Joe Mixon. So it's kind of questioning. But, yeah. My takeaway would be that the Bengals have a lot of room for improvement, but there were some good things They'll to take away from the game. They are going to have to improve their execution as they head into the tougher part of their schedule. And the Jaguars, three straight losses. I mean, the pass rush has got to improve. Something's got to change as they head to Houston for week five. Yeah, um, the Jags, we all knew, weren't a good team, but you got to give Mitchell a little bit of help. Uh, well, an interesting one was Saints Lions. There was a scoregami, which is always nice to see. Um, <laughs> 35 29, New Orleans. Uh, the Lions were up like, what was it, 14 nothing, 14 3, something like that. And all their fans were just trash talking on Twitter. Oh my god, like, just going left and right. But, um, Camara played amazing as always, he showed why he deserved that extension. And there were talks that the Saints were going to trade him, which I don't I don't know if anyone really took that seriously. Um, Breezes kind of just spread the rock to, anyone, to everyone. Um, no one really in particular stood out, like receiving-wise. Uh, Saints had – they had a lot more total plays than the Lions with 69. Nice. Um, and Matt Stafford is so good. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get off that Lions team. I thought he was going to go to the Patriots. I was so excited for him. Not the Patriots. But, He's good. Um, he and Kenny Galladay have a special connection. Because they're both such good players, and they, they're stuck with Detroit. But, yeah, I feel bad for Lions fans. The one glimpse of hope that they had was taken away. That's so true. But at least DeAndre Swift looked good. I mean – he could be a promising running running back for the Lions in both the passing and the run game. He had 22 rushing yards, 30 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. But penalties are a problem for the 
Saints. I mean, even though they won, they're making so many mistakes. They've had 398 penalty yards over the first four games. That's almost 100 yards a game. A lot of that can be attributed to Chauncey, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. <laughs> That's not one of my favorite players, but. That's true. Like Drew talked about, they got to make less mistakes, and you can't make that many mistakes and expect to still win. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, putting Chauncey on your lineup is a mistake. But, but they're really missing Michael Thomas, though. Breeze needs someone to throw a slants to. They don't have a standout number one receiver. It might be Camaro right now, like their number one receiver. Out of the backfield, those swing, those swing passes, the wheel routes. Yeah, because Drew Brees, I I was looking at some advanced stat, something or other. Um, his average depth per throw is like less than five yards, and then you look at guys like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes who are airing it out every play. It's it's bad. <laughs> Drew Brees needs an arm. Like he's throwing checkdowns every play. Yeah, checkdowns, like slants, drag, swing passes, pretty much anything. I mean, he relies on Michael Thomas so much for yards after catch. Yeah. I rely on him too for my fantasy team, but no. I rely on Kamara. That's why he's not being traded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which game are you gonna go to? Um, let's go. Let's go with the Browns Cowboys. High scoring one. OBJ went crazy with the passing in the run game. He had like seventy-eight rushing yards. Um, he had three touchdowns. One of them, like, a really well-designed reverse, which ended in a 37-yard pass from Jarvis Landry um, to OBJ. But Browns, their running game's looking good. Like, they did lose Nick Chubb early in the first quarter to a knee injury. Ouch, that hurts if you have him on your fantasy team. Cough, cough me. <laughs> but um, they ran for 300-plus yards and a few touchdowns. Miles Garrett with that helmet cracker elite. Forced two consecutive turnovers on back-to-back plays, resulted in 14 points. Um, Cowboys almost mounted another comeback, putting up 24 in the fourth. But, yeah. Yeah, all the Cowboys' points and yards and stats were just garbage time. They didn't score anything in the second or the third quarter. They, like, um, From the second to the third quarter, they let the Browns outscore them 34-0. So... Cowboys do not deserve any credit. That's um, true. Dak did throw for 500 yards, though. I mean, well, some of that is garbage time, though. It's that's just slants and whatnot. That's true. But still, you can't rely. You, you have to help out your quarterback, though. I mean. Oh, it's not their fault. Amari Cooper went for 134 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I, don't know the I mean, the defense. The defense didn't help out. Dak in the offense at all. Oh, they didn't bother. <laughs> like, I mean, you should still be able to put up some points with that kind of an offense. I know the O-line's all screwed up and everything with injuries, but they didn't do anything, like, uh, to help – or not to help. Uh, Dak didn't do anything on offense. It's literally just check downs at the end of the game. Yeah. Dearness Johnson and Kareem Hunt, they were great. And Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. I I know this is kind of a hot take, but I think the Browns should trade Nick Chubb. His value is crazy high right now. And they've got good backs. I mean, these guys aren't elite by any means, but Kareem Hunt is really good. He's like he's got the arm, he's got the legs, as we saw. But um I gotta disagree with that. You can't trade Nick Chubb. I mean, especially after he got injured, like Maybe before he got injured, but now his trade value is going to go way down. And also, like, those guys are great. Like you were talking about, guys that help out, like, that help out the Browns running game, just other guys. But Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's their primary guy. I mean, yeah, they did. They had a good running game. Kareem Hunt played well, but Nick Chubb's their guy. I don't think you can trade him. Yeah, I mean, like, if you can get, like, someone in that secondary. Andrew Sandejo, I was completely wrong about him. He's horrible. He can't do anything. I I mean, Denzel Ward was getting cooked for a little bit. He got the only pick of the game, so I guess you can give him credit for that. But, yeah, if they can get, like, another kind of Miles Garrett player for Nick Chubb or, like, 
someone in the secondary. Like, if they could somehow end up with, like, an Anthony Harris kind of player, that's not enough for Nick Chubb, but that's yeah. still very good. No, I, I see that. I see that. It depends what Nick Chubb's value is, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Browns are pretty legit, though. I mean, they could be a good team to watch. Team Miles Garrett, um, Nick Chubb, Odo Beckham. They have a lot of players that can hurt you. Um, yeah. This team is 3-1 and one right now, which is absurd to me. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The NFC East is so bad. The Eagles are winning the division at 1-2-1. One, and one. How are you winning the division at 1-2-1? One, I mean, the Seahawks made the playoffs at seven and nine, so like won the division at seven and nine. That I I get that. Here, the Cowboys have to regroup, especially the defense. Oh my gosh! I mean, they need a leader like Demarcus Lawrence or Layden Vandrash. Somebody's got to step up. Jalen Smith is not good. I mean, like, he did you see? Uh, like, I saw some clips of the game. He was just walking. He wasn't even trying. He's just walking. I know. Just horrible. You can't have that from your defensive cornerstone. You're getting paid so though. much money to play at an elite level. You can't just walk. Yeah, but honestly, Dallas is definitely going to win this division. They have a very, very easy schedule. Right. Yeah, I'll just go read it too. It's like a Patriots type schedule, but they're not playing anybody. I don't know how they managed to be one and three, but there's that. Um, Yes, they've already played the Seahawks, who obviously best team in the league, so you got to discredit that. After that, they're playing the the Giants, the Cardinals, who we don't really know about right now, the football team, because I can't call them anything else, the Eagles, who are bad, Steelers are good, Vikings are decently okay-ish, football team again, and the Ravens, and the Bungles. They have the third easiest schedule, like oh. out of the entire NFL, third easiest behind the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, how many teams are playing with losing records? Just one, two, three, four. Like, uh, losing records as of right now. Four, five, ton. six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of their next, what is it, 12 games are against teams with losing records. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. It lucked out. But, anyway. Yeah, the Cowboys got to regroup, but they have an easy schedule, so if they can't, like, get back on track and win the division, something's wrong. Yeah. I really want to see the football team win this division, but I, I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, game, what game do you want to go with next? Uh, let's go with the Thursday night game. Uh, Broncos-Jets. This was surprisingly exciting. Uh, 37-28 Denver, and that's only because Melvin Gordon had a touchdown at the very end of the game in garbage time. I want to talk about Adam Gates for a second. What the hell is wrong with him? He was calling timeouts and everything, like, when the game was pretty much over. The Broncos were just trying to kneel it out, and they were taking cheap shots at Brett Ripley. He's got a horrible thing to do. I know. He's got to step up his play call, too. I mean – He's just calling for Darnold to throw wheel routes and jump balls to a team that doesn't have very many jump ball receivers. Yeah, I mean, they got Jameson Crowder, who had, like, what was it, 104 yards? Oh, he played really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Frank Gore is their running back right now because Le'Veon Bell isn't playing. And Sam Darnold's run, oh, my God. You even got a tweet from the king himself, LeBron James. Crazy. Oh, 81 yards. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and if you guys are in an actual good fantasy football league and, like, us, pick up Tim Patrick if he's on waivers. He cool. he scored a lot of points last night. And with – I mean, yeah, with Cortland Sutton now, he's pretty much the best receiver on the team, which is strange to say. Yeah. But Brett Ripien honestly played really well. I hadn't heard of him before the game, but – and he came in and threw some yachties. <laughs> but he threw some picks, too. I, don't know. I thought he played terribly. He was missing throws left and right. If it wasn't for Melvin Gordon, they would have lost. Like, I mean, besides the touchdown in the end, he, hadn't, he had a good game overall. I mean, Brett Ripon had, like, a QB rate – or he had a passer rating of, like, in the high 60s. All right, that was just because of, like, the picks at the end. But, I mean, he did throw one bad one to Pierre Desir, who he took to the, which he took to the house. But – 
I mean, the one to Brian Poole and then the other one to Pierre Desir, then they weren't really anything. Three picks or three picks? Like, I mean, it didn't affect the game at all. It was the game was over at that point. That's true, but they're still picks. I mean, you can't be throwing those even if the game's over. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I thought he was good for me, no, never having heard of him. Oh, Jack yeah. Driscoll went out early. Drew Locke is gone. This guy, I like, I don't know who he is. Both these teams were 0 3 going into the game, by the way. This wasn't supposed to be good. But, I mean, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Your boy Jerry Judy played well. Uh, only. <laughs> Yeah, it was 61 yards and a touchdown, which is pretty good. Um, he, Cortland Sutton, and I guess you can throw Tim Patrick in there, are going to be a really good receiving combo. Noah Fant definitely is a great tight end, and he's going to keep getting better. He's out of Iowa, just like your, your guy, George Kittle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Devontae Bosby, oh my gosh, he stepped up. And a tackle for loss, three solos. I mean, he could be starting next week. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't really pay that much attention to the Broncos' defense, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and oh. yeah, uh, Sam Darnold hurt his shoulder, so Joe Flacco's starting next week, which isn't really something to worry about. They were going to lose regardless. It's true. They – Oh my gosh, they need to put more help around Sam Darnold. Um, I mean, they don't have a top-level defense. Um, really could improve on defending the run, but they got to put people around Sam Darnold. They got to put guys who can make plays. Um, Broncos can play better at the quarterback position. I mean, well, it's not their fault. They just have so many injuries. They're so inconsistent. You know? Yeah, yeah. Playing like the Niners. Uh-huh. Nah. Mm, uh-uh. We'll talk about that later, but. Yeah, I mean, we just read you guys the Cowboys schedule, but if you look at the Jets, they're playing the Cardinals, which, again, we don't know about. Chargers, who have shown that they can be really competitive, like the Cardinals were last year, that, like, bottom half of the league, like, 6-11 and team that's still really dangerous. Um, Buffalo, 4-0 team. Kansas City, 4-0 team. New England, obviously good, even with Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton getting Rona. Uh, the Dolphins are the Dolphins, and then they play the Dolphins back-to-back. But the Raiders have shown that their offense can be really good. And then, of course, the Seahawks. I mean, what are you going to say about that? The Rams started off hot, but I don't know about them. Uh, then the Browns, who we just talked about, are a dangerous team. And then the Patriots, again. Their team should not be that much harder than the Cowboys. Or their schedule, sorry. That's true. I mean, they have no help on offense. They can't – I don't know what you do. Who do you – who does Sam Darnold throw to? No, uh, he's got Frank Gore, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge weapon. Frank Gore's getting old. <laughs> and Michael Perry is nothing special. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. What do you want to talk about? Oh, you can pick the game. Sure. I'll take Vikings-Texans, and I don't care about the game too much. It, they're both 0-3 teams. Texans are the best 0-4 team I think I've ever seen, but they're still a bad team. Uh, thank God they fired, they fired Bill O'Brien. I mean, he was just awful. Trading DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. He didn't – he wasn't trying to help Deshaun Watson. I don't know what it was. He was trying to do the Belichick thing. Thielen um, and Justin Jefferson, they might be the best receiving duo – or the most slept on receiving duo in the league right now. And Dalvin Cook is showing why he can be a top five running back. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Keep going, keep going. I don't know. You keep going. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, adding on to what you're saying, they make a great receiving duo for Kirk Cousins. They had over 100 yards each. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Bill O'Brien is a cancer, but I guess cancer closes out, so – can't really call him that either. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that he's gone. He can – maybe the Texans can do something with Deshaun Watson. I don't know who their new uh, coach or GM or anything is, but – There was talk about them hiring an ESPN anchor. No, ESPN reporter. I forget which one, but there was talk about it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear that. But 
Dalvin Cook is really good. I mean, with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley out, Nick Chubb out now, he would be the best running back in the league. I mean, he's got competition with Kamara, but it could happen. Uh, yeah, I put him second behind Kamara. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see, like, his runs on his touchdown runs? No one wanted to touch him. No, they were crazy. But, yeah, this might have been the game that the Vikings needed to turn their season around. I mean, the offense can keep playing this way. They just might be able to do it. Um, We're going to Seattle next week, so maybe we can see one, obviously. But, anyway, um, yeah, the Texans are not getting their season back on track. And if this game was any indication, it's – Probably going to be a rebuilding year, but like you said, they're probably one of the best 0-4 teams you've ever seen. Yeah, and the Vikings have an easy schedule, too. Like, they are playing some tough teams, like Mitch Trubisky's Bears, Teddy Bridgewater's Panthers, Gardner oh. Minshew's Jaguars. Oh, my God. Oh my no, but, like, they're playing the Falcons next week, and then they've got uh, – the only tough games that they've got are maybe the Cowboys – and maybe the Bucs, and then they got the Saints. And the Packers. They have the Packers once. Yeah, they have the Packers. So, that's a tough game, but not too bad. Yeah. Um. Next song, you want to go with the – let's see. Let's go with the Bucks chargers game next. Brady – Bucks won 38-31. Brady spread the ball around really well. Five touchdowns each to a different receiver. He's starting to look a lot better than in prior weeks as he helped the Bucks rally from a 17-point deficit. Some people say that Justin Herbert isn't doing enough as the Chargers drop three straight, but he's actually playing really well. Um, where he needs help from is the Chargers' running game. I mean, when Herbert is your leading rusher, you know you're kind of doing something wrong. But Austin Eckler did go out with an early injury. Um, there's no excuse, though. I mean – Without Eckler, they averaged less than two yards per carry and had a fumble. Um, but, yeah, Herbert yeah. is getting a ton of help um, from the offensive line. Great pass protection, even though they were missing Trey Turner and Brian Balaga. But only allowed nine pressures in one sack, two sacks. But, yeah. Yeah, um, I actually wanted to talk about Brady for – a bit. I don't. I don't like Brady at all. But this was the best worst QB performance I've seen in a while. I mean, he did throw three touchdowns, but he keeps throwing pick sixes. Like his bad, his last six games that he's played, um, dating back to last year, he's thrown four pick sixes. So, I mean, the Bucks might have just re-signed Jameis Winston, but um, yeah, Brady was inaccurate, but he was accurate, and he threw touchdowns and he threw. Pick- I don't know. It was very strange. Like, obviously, he scored a lot, and he had a good performance, but it just feels like it wasn't that great at the same time. I don't know. And he ran the ball three times. Yeah, I agree with you. He's making way too many mistakes. I mean, you can't make that many. I mean, yeah, he's scoring, like you said, but he's making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. um, We haven't seen anything from Gronk or Leonard Fournette. I mean, well, we did see Leonard Fournette a couple games ago. Gronk had one catch. The entire game against the Chargers, who don't even have Derwin anymore. So who's going to cover him? I don't know. Yeah. Herbert is amazing. I, I know. Yeah, he's good. But eighty percent completion percentage, three touchdowns. Um, but the problem was his re- leading receiver was Jalen Guyton. Do you know who Jalen Guyton is? Um. Yeah. No, have not heard of him. Yeah. Felt the exact same way. Um, so that's a bit of a problem, but overall it was fine. Yeah, you like you were saying, you definitely need more help from the running backs. Justin Jackson, I think, can play pretty well. And then Josh Kelly is a fine backup. They're playing the Saints next week, and then the Jets the week after that. So they should be okay. Like, uh, see where this team is. Oh, yeah. Herbert's amazing. I didn't think he'd be this good. I feel like someday he could be their franchise quarterback. Someday, someday. I mean, it's kind of a stretch, but if he keeps playing well, he's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Buccaneers, the chem- I feel like the main reason the Buccaneers are improving is, like, the chemistry between Brady and the offense is, like, improving. Um, 
But the chemistry needs to continue if the Bucks can beat teams like the Hawks, the Niners, the Packers, other top NFC competition. Yeah, um, I mean, the Chargers defense came to play and then they left. I don't really know what happened because the Bucks scored 21 unanswered. So No, they were just like Bora. They show up to class and then they leave. <laughs> yeah. Bora in our class. So. Yeah, he comes for like 10 minutes when he... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of credit for the comeback, though, goes to Nadama Kung Sa, who made a game-changing play <laughs> heading into halftime. I mean, everyone was expecting a kneel, like Herbert to knee the ball and a frustrated walk to the locker room for the Bucks, but that did not happen. Um he popped the ball loose from Ryan Kelly, and then Devin White was right there to recover, and that set up a Brady to Mike Evans touchdown to make the game 24-14, heading into halftime. Um, Could you say that name again? I can't, honestly. I, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but I can't. And Kung Su really shifted the momentum of the game. <laughs> um, Any game you got in mind? Um... Not really. You? I have one. Uh, let's go with Seahawks-Dolphins. Um, this game, I can't say it was a lot closer than expected. I mean, if you watch the Seahawks, they don't – they play better against better teams. They, like, they don't play as well against bad teams. Xavier Howard had an amazing pick, showed why he was one of the highest-paid corners ever, he and Byron Jones. Um, Chris Carson played great. Uh, who was, like, I don't even know how he played in this game. If you saw that ankle roll by Tristan Hill last week, oh uh, he had 80 yards and two touchdowns. Um, DK Metcalf didn't get in the end zone, but he still had 106 yards. He was a leading receiver. And then David Moore caught our touchdown. And then Travis Homer with his one catch. Uh, DJ Dallas, who I honestly, I, I had heard of him from Madden, but I had no idea who he was. And then uh, Ryan Neal, who stepped in for an injured Jamal Adams, uh, had the game-winning pick last week against Dallas and then picked uh, Fitzmagic off on the first drive this week. Uh, Shaq Griffin got a pick, so everyone was feasting. Did you see that hit Ryan put on? Uh, I forget who it was. Um, I forget who it was, but, like, uh, Fitzmagic. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, Fitzmagic threw a screen pass, and oh my gosh, Ryan, that was like crazy, like hit stick enforcer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Jamal or not Jamal? Uh, Devonte Parker. Um, played pretty well. Jamal Adams didn't play, but uh, he had 110 yards. But the only offensive touchdown that the Dolphins had was off of Fitzmagic run. So, is that? Yeah. That might that might be a little bit of a problem. But I think the Seahawks defense just can't allow late comebacks. They almost let it happen again. I mean, well, like, sure. At the secondary in particular? Come on. Trey Flowers? <laughs> Trey Flowers is so bad. Just get rid of him. He played okay for like three games at the beginning of last year. But he's so horrible. He hasn't played well in so long. Just bench him. I don't know. I know. He's absolutely terrible. LJ Collier, who <laughs> I thought was going to be a complete bust, they picked him in the first round last year. He's playing amazing. No, he didn't get any sacks, but he was in the backfield constantly. He was blowing up all the runs. I know. So, shout out to him for that. Yeah. And if we didn't mention Seahawks 131-23. That one was outstanding. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, let's go with the Chiefs Patriots game. Chiefs won twenty six to ten. Um, Chiefs didn't quite look like themselves. I mean, I think a lot of the reason was the Patriots defense is one of the best in the league. It looked like Patrick Mahomes was struggling a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Patriots didn't have Cam Newton who had got Corona and. Just announced this morning, Stephon Gilmore, like you pointed out, also has corona. They didn't practice today, but hopefully they can regroup soon. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good game. But like with Brian Hoyer on offense, they 
couldn't really get much done. So and Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. Uh, Jarrett Stidham in his 13 passes through two picks, and then Brian Hoyer threw another pick. Jarrett Stidham somehow threw a touchdown to Nikhil Harry, who, I mean, I'm also not too sure about. I don't know how he fits in their scheme whatsoever, but he was a first-rounder, so maybe he'll surprise us. But, yeah, yeah like you were saying, uh, their defense is one of the best in the league. No one really did anything exceptional this game, except for Tyron Matthew. He was all over the place. He played great. You see that play where it, like, just went out of Julian Edelman's arms? Like, it was a screen pass to Julian Edelman. And I think – I forget whether it was Hoyer or Stim. They both threw a ton of picks. But, anyways, one of them just looked right at Julian <laughs> Edelman, throws it to him. It pops off Julian Edelman's arms like you're skipping rocks. And then right into Tyra Matthews' arms. And it's so funny seeing Julian Edelman try and catch up to Tyra Matthew. That was hilarious. Yeah, uh, the Patriots had to change their whole scheme because Cam got run off. But, like, I mean, otherwise they want to run QB power every single play, like we saw QB power, some drags, some out routes. But, I mean, they just threw it to the defense this game. So. Yeah, I couldn't quite find the right team. But what game do you want to talk about next? Uh, I'll go with one of the less exciting ones, but exciting in a way. Um. Rams Giants. It was seventeen nineteen, uh, LA. They've got two kings now, Aaron Donald and LeBron James. Is that um? But uh, what the thing I wanted to talk about was Golden State. Now, you guys know or probably don't, but Jalen Ramsey is one of my favorite players. BDR is what I call him. I don't know, just some random letters, but um. <laughs> He, uh, after the game, he threw some punches at Jalen Ramsey because apparently, and I didn't know this, I don't keep keep up with the Kardashians, but, like, um, uh, Jalen Ramsey was dating Golden Tate's sister and then left her while she was pregnant. So Golden Tate was standing up for his sister, which I think he was completely right for. I, don't, I think what Jalen Ramsey did was really bad, but I'll give him a pass because he's BDR. But aside from that, the game itself, no one really cares. I mean, it, it's the Rams and the Giants. No one thinks of them as serious contenders. Although the Rams are three and one now, I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs. Mm, no way. Uh, they do have a relatively easy schedule. This is very easy, actually. But um, the Rams couldn't score for like half the game, though. Like. I mean, <laughs> of a problem because it was like six straight drives that they couldn't put up any points until Cooper Cup had that touchdown near the end of the game but yeah Gerald Everett had a nice rushing TD early in the game um fortunately the Rams punt it like five times was it I don't I don't know he had to punt it so much um, yeah, fortunately, the Rams' defense contained the Giants' offense, but, like, the Giants' offense isn't really powerful, but still. <laughs> didn't allow any receiver to have 50-plus yards. But, yeah, that's not really fair to say that the Rams' defense played well because, I mean, we're talking about the Giants' offense here. Um, the Giants, though, they play the Cowboys next week. They could have a good offensive game. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is terrible. So that could happen, but the Rams played just well enough to win, but they need to sort out some issues on offense. Like Sean McVay needs to trust his quarterback. Like in the red zone, I'm not sure if you saw, there was a lot of pushback from Rams fans about how in the red zone, Jared Goff just threw screen passes and that led him to kick the three points to put him up 21 or put him up, sorry, 10 to three instead of what could have been, 14 to 3. And honestly, there's not too much for him to do with Todd Gurley gone. Tyler Higbee is not an elite tight end by any means. <laughs> well, okay, I'm sorry. Tyler Higbee's the best tight end in the league, but if we're talking realistically, he's not that elite. Um, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are a very good receiving tandem, but there's only so much you can do with them, like slants and out routes or drags. You can't keep running those over and over again, especially in the red zone. That's true, but you can at least he, Sean McVay didn't even call a play for Jared Goff to take a shot to the red zone. I mean, 
Yeah, I think if they want to take shots at the red zone, they need an elite tight end or an elite running back. Or not take shots. Like, if they want to succeed in the red zone. Because just throwing screen passes if the, is the worst of both worlds. So. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Darius Williams deserves a lot of credit for the win. He made a diving pick with, like, seven minutes left to go. Um, wiped out any momentum that the Giants still had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever momentum that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, let's talk about the Cardinals Panthers. Uh, the, <laughs> the Panthers won this one, thirty-one twenty-one. Um, Cardinals are either the most disappointing team, or the most surprising team, or the best team, or the worst. I don't know. Um, it's very hard to tell. Yeah, it's like reading the back of a shampoo bottle. You don't really know what's going on unless someone tells you. Um, D-Hop didn't catch a touchdown, but he was still the leading receiver. And uh, the Panthers have shown that any running back can be good in that offense. Mike Davis, another waiver wire guy, you want to pick him up. Um, uh, he's been great for, like, however long CMC's been out. He played for the Seahawks, so you knew he would be good regardless. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is showing, like, what we all saw in Minnesota and New Orleans. Uh, finally brought it um to the Panthers where he got his massive a while. But he brought it. Sure. <laughs> uh and Jeremy Chin is honestly way better than I thought he would be. The Panthers traded with the Seahawks for the sixty fourth pick in the second round. That that is correct, yeah. Yeah DK was sixty fourth pick year before. So they have good luck at that pick. Um He's looking like, I mean, like a mini Jamal Adams almost. He's playing in every position. He's not really pass rushing too much, but he is a defensive anchor now that Keekley's gone. So, true. Good job, Brand. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Jordan Hicks played really well for the Cardinals. Eight solo tackles, three and a half tackles for loss. That's incredible. And I'm um, sorry if you guys hear any notifications. I keep getting uh, flash deals from Dick Sporting Goods email. I keep unsubscribing and they keep sending out. Cardinals defensive line couldn't get any pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, that's part of the reason why I played well. He had all day to throw it, but Chandler's got to play a little better. I mean, he is like what in his late 20s, 30s now, but he's still one of the best pass rushers in the league and he has to show it against a not very good line. That's true. Why aren't the Cardinals playing Isaiah Simmons? Like, yeah, he didn't he didn't play great the first game of the season. I think it was against the night or yeah, first game of the season against the Niners. He got burnt by Raheem Mostert, but still, you have to play him. I mean, they really need a speedy sideline to sideline defender to like have in the lineup. That's what Hassan Reddick was supposed to be, but he didn't pan out at all. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons should be playing a lot more. He's just an absolute freak. He can do anything on the field. Yeah, it's true. Um, next, you want to go with um Packers Falcons? Sure. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was talk about him being MVP, but like, well, Packers won thirty to sixteen. There was talk about Rodgers being MVP, but like. Oh, like over the course of the first four weeks of the season, but uh, it's going to Wilson. Or if if you had to pick an MVP for first four weeks of the season, but that that being said, Rogers did play really well. It was on ESPN this morning. No, ESPN. I mean, they've got Stephen A. Smith, so I don't have to think anymore. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But if there was a second MVP behind Russell Wilson. Yeah. And then, yeah, it'd be Rodgers. But, yeah, it was a good game. Rodgers threw three touchdown passes to his tight end. Um, so, didn't really spread the ball around that much. But what can you do when you don't have Devontae Adams? Really sad about that in fantasy. He would have scored, like, 500 points. But it's okay. Yeah, um, but think about Stephen A. Smith, though, just before. Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, I don't. I like both of the guys, but I don't know what's wrong with them when it comes to NBA. Like, I don't know if you heard, but 
Stephen A. Smith said that if Ben Simmons develops a jump shot, he'll become LeBron James. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then um, uh, Max Kellerman said that if the fate of the universe was on the line, he'd rather have Iggy taking a game-winning three than Steph Curry. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Stephen A. Smith makes some really good memes, though. That's true. They're so fun to watch, like, when they go at it with each other, when Stephen A. Smith is like, no, Max Kellerman, you're wrong! That's so funny, but anyway. Yeah, uh, Julio went down with an injury, so he's probably not going to be playing next week, which makes me sad as a Julio fan. And I keep starting him in fantasy. I know I should trade him, but I just don't have the heart to do it. Um, Robert Tanyan caught three touchdowns. Who is this guy? I I mean, well, we knew who he was, but like, not that he catches well, three is. touchdowns. No, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, he's caught like I think a touchdown every game this year. So. Yeah, uh, I still wouldn't start him over guys like Marquez Valdez-Scanling or, well, I would start him over Equinemius, but start Equinemius. It's just better for you. But, um, yeah, Zadarius Smith had three sacks, and the Falcons offense really just couldn't get anything going. Todd Gurley did have two rushing touchdowns, but Calvin Ridley didn't have a catch the entire game. Matt Ryan, that's on Matt Ryan. He's got to throw it to him. Get him in fantasy. If he's if he's a free agent, well, I mean, he probably shouldn't be if you're in a good if you're in a like good league. But if he is a free agent, pick him up, pick him up. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Robert Tanyan's stats. Yeah, he has a touchdown every single game, has 173 yards over the course of the season so far. But yeah, he's playing insanely, insanely well. Yeah. Okay, so we got three games left. We got Ravens football team, Bills Raiders, and then the Sunday night game. It's up to you. Um. Okay, we'll get it over with. We'll get it over with. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. But we'll go with the Eagles 49ers game. Um. I don't have a lot to comment on this game. Honestly. Oh, you don't have a lot to say. Uh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, the Niners' defense played really well. Um, they got pressure on Carson Wentz. But, honestly, I don't have a lot to say. Except for the fact that C.J. Beathard should have been starting the entire game. In my opinion, Nick Mullins looked terrible. <laughs> Those were rushed. That last pick is literally – like, the Eagles defender was on the Niners. Like, come on. That's such a bad pick. But Beathard almost led the Niners to a comeback. Um, like, he got – like, they got a touchdown with Beathard. He ran it in himself. Um, and then the onside kick, a little confused about why they onside kicked it instead of just kicked it out of the back of the end zone. But, um, yeah, but then they had a chance. They got this – they – Almost had a chance. They got the stop through what was a really good throw from Beathard, a jump ball to Ayuk. Ayuk! Oh, my gosh. He played so well. That hurdle, he got, like, 500 yards in the air. Oh, my god! Yeah, the air Ayuk, that was crazy. Crazy, but I'm not going to comment a lot on why the Niners lost. I think it's because of Nick Mullins, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Niners overall were just bad. Carson Wentz is not who I thought he was. I thought at some point he would emerge as MVP's Carson Wentz again, but he won't. That was a dime, though, that he threw on the touchdown pass. Oh, my oh, God. Sure. Yeah, he has his moments, but he's just not that good. I I guess Dak Prescott is better. But um, Brandon Ayuk, like you were talking about, the hurdle – it's crazy. And then George Kittle, the 15 catches for 183 yards and a touchdown. It's going to be 40 fantasy points in fantasy. Oh, I will be forever grateful. <laughs> yeah, CJ Beathard should have been starting. <laughs> like, he should have been playing the entire game. And then Debo Samuel in his return, he didn't do anything. I don't know. They'll get it together. This Niners offense can be dangerous, but they need a QB. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't count. No, if Jimmy G comes back, they would have blown out the they would have blown out the Eagles if Jimmy G came back. 
sure, yeah. Jalen Hurts uh-huh. was taking some snaps. And he's not throwing the ball. He's just running it. But just deal Wentz already and start Jalen Hurts. We all love Jalen Hurts. I hope you love Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, I'm ending the podcast right now. But. Jalen, okay, well, okay, yeah, don't don't end the podcast. But Jalen Hurts is good, but I mean, he made some mistakes. I mean, the snap that he lost like 500 yards on. No, the snap that he lost like 20 yards on. That wasn't his fault, but like. On the plays, he didn't have a great game, but he also just didn't have the help in the blocking game and stuff like that. So, yeah, I do like Jalen Hurts. You good? Not ending the podcast? No, not ending the podcast. Even though he did play at Alabama, but he transferred, so we forgive him. <laughs> at least uh, us with two more games. We've got Ravens football team or Bills Raiders, your pick? Mm-mm, your pick. I picked last time. Yeah, flip a coin. Uh, so it was head. So I guess we're going with Ravens football team. Um, Lamar is the MVP, but he had to or he skipped practice today because of an injury. So I guess it's Trace McSorley time. It's just an absolute goat. Um, one of our favorite players, RG, RG three on his only through a pick. It wasn't his fault, but. It, it was then his only pass, so it kind of complicates things. And then Lamar's touchdown run. Oh, my God. I can't decide what was more impressive, that or um, Sam Darnold. Whew. Yeah, that's – it was crazy. Wash, like, it was a pretty close game stat-wise. I mean, Washington had more first downs and only seven fewer total yards, but the Ravens just executed better. Um, yeah, also, Wayne Haskins won in passing yards, which bamboozles me. But. Did you view that uh, they're not starting Dwayne Haskins next week? Yeah, it's fair. I thought he was going to be really good, but I guess he's not. So maybe they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Honestly, I'm not sure what this team's doing or if it can be considered a team. But Yeah, I disagree. If they're going to not start, I think Haskins should keep starting. Um, I think it was like Dan Orlovsky was saying on ESPN, or actually he tweeted it, that really it's the spacing in Washington's passing game, which is the problem. There were so many plays where almost the entire receiving core is like within a 10-square-yard area. Who's Haskins supposed to throw to? But, yeah, they, they need to be more consistent on offense. Maybe that starts with Haskins being benched, or maybe it doesn't, but we'll see. Yeah, um, Antonio Gibson played all right with 46 yards and a touchdown, but it was Terry McLaurin that really took over for the football team's offense. That's just so weird. I can't keep saying that for the football team. Washington, the football team's just I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had 118 yards, no touchdowns. There were no passing touchdowns on the on Washington side. But, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Lamar himself accounted for three touchdowns. So he was Mark Andrews had two of them. He was playing the um do I call him Washington? He was playing the football team. So I guess can't give him a ton of credit, but it's still Lamar Jackson. You saw how good he was. Yeah. Um Logan Thomas continued to underperform. I mean, he's been giving the start an opportunity. He does absolutely nothing with it. Um he in week four he had one reception for eight yards. Which might make you think he's not being targeted enough, but he got targeted. He got targeted like eight times. Um, twenty twenty, he's had thirteen receptions and one hundred two yards. Kittle had more in one game, <laughs> but my takeaway would be that the Ravens do have room for improvement. Lamar does too. Um, yeah, on both sides of the ball, but they prove they can still get it done when they're not playing perfect. Washington. Yeah, they gotta fix their offensive problems. Um, yeah, Haskins needs help if he's gonna start, but if he doesn't, then we'll see what happens. Yeah, wait. Um, did the Colts play this week? They did. They did. Okay. Yeah, so we have Colts Bears and then Bills Raiders left. So let's go to the Colts Bears game. Really boring game. Colts won nineteen to eleven. Um, Colts scored on a touchdown pass from Mo Ali Cox. To, from Rivers to Mo Alley Cox on their first possession, but it was all defense from there. The Colts really proved why they're why they have one of the best defenses in the league. But 
only allowed 28 yards on 16 carries. Um, yeah, DeForest Buckner played really well. So did Roquan Smith. Um, he's a big reason that the Colts didn't put up more points. Um, yeah, going to the other side of the ball, Roquan Smith. Oh, my gosh. He clapped Jimmy Graham all game, disrupted the backfield as well. Yeah, he played really, really well. Um, yeah, like we said, DeForest Buckner played well. Um, going back to the Bears, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn were, like, absent. It's like it's like when Ms. Jare, our teacher, asked, who's there in class? And Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn do not here. Combined for a total of two and a half sacks in the season so far. Lack of pressure gave Rivers all day to throw the ball and allow the So something that I saw was that um, whenever the Colts and Bears play, it goes with the presidential election. Um, so like uh, whenever the Colts win, it's a Republican president. And whenever the Bears win, it's Democratic. This dates back to 2004. So 2004, George W. Bush, Colts won, Republican president. 2008 through 2012 is Obama, so the Bears won both those games. And then in 2016, the Colts won, so Donald Trump won the election. And now the Colts won again, so all signs point to Donald Trump winning again. So that was an interesting little factoid. But another hot take, I guess. I think this Colts defense is the best in the league. Um, I agree with you. They played really well. They deserved a lot of credit for the win. But, I mean, they're going to have to execute. Like, they're going to have to prove themselves when they play teams with a better with a better offense. I mean, you're talking about Nick Foles and Allen Robinson, and that's it for your offense. But, yeah. Yeah, and my mom just came into my room and told me that my dog, Gucci, has chewed through a bottle of Gorilla Glue. So, <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, no, sir. Um, but, yeah, the Bears got no run game going, but it was a fairly boring game anyway. Chicago's not a good team. Their 3-1 and record shouldn't really fool anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to the last game. Bills-Raiders. Bills won 30-23. Yeah. Um, if the season ended today, Russell Wilson's MVP for sure. And then in second place, you can either go with Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. Second, third, they're interchangeable. Josh Allen is playing amazing, especially against a pretty good Raiders defense. Obviously, without Jonathan Abram, but I know guys like Corey Littleton, who we didn't think would play that well. Terry played really well. I was so upset because I dropped Devin Singletary in fantasy, and then I started Josh Jacobs, but Josh Jacobs takes four quarters to get like 10.3 points. Oh my gosh. But Anyway, six is 115 yards, the majority of Josh Allen's yards. Um, but yeah, the Bills' defense also one of the best in the league. Tremaine Evans, yeah, he has one of those. Like the Seahawks have Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that's about all we have for this episode, and hope yeah. to see you guys in the next one. Yes. Sir. Yeah.